think I feel like I should open this one because you're going to sound the best on this episode. By all means, so go I'm right ahead. I'm just going to go with something like, welcome back to the TWVX podcast. I'm Justin with me is Josh. Hey, how's it going? What do you think? I like it. All right. Welcome back to the program, everyone. It's been a while. Yeah. How long has it been exactly it's, since our last upload? It's been like a month. Too at long. L- at least a month, right? Well. Last one was with Ty. It wasn't supposed to take this long. No. We attempted it once fairly early on and uh, so didn't, it didn't pan out. It was going to be a um, terribly topical, another one of those, yeah. a current events podcast. Right. And it was uh, going to take place within a week of the October 7th attack by Hamas on Israel. And it was going to be very current. Yeah, but it's okay that it's taken this long. We've seen some more stuff come out. Yeah. It's okay. It kind of works out like that sometimes. I'll explain the process of making a podcast. We're not professional broadcasters. We're, we are also busy folk. Jobs. Uh, Hobbies. Depression. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drinking. Yeah. There's a lot of things going on. Not to mention the holidays that are around. You know, we Which went to Thanksgiving. Really matter anyway doesn't really matter to me. Are you not thankful for this country, Josh? I don't subscribe to um, <laughs> holidays anymore, to use one of your words. Subscribe. Subscribe. I don't subscribe to it. Thanksgiving or I any do. Holiday. I'm just kidding. I don't... Oh, well. Poor, so I don't buy gifts or anything, but... Yeah. I do... I don't like the, the pressure of gift giving. really does bother me. If it was up to me, wipe Christmas right off the calendar. I don't know. I don't know what to buy. I know. It's horrible. And it really, it, it, in this day and age, it's all gift cards. You just you might as well just give everybody 50 bucks and just hand $50 around. And $50? I don't know. I just threw it <laughs> No, Take but, the zero uh, off. Yeah, so we tried. Let's just go ahead and confess to it. We tried to do this episode. Uh-huh. We've, we, we've had probably, what, two or three of these out of... 28, now 29 episodes when we get this one completed today. And if, we're going to do if it. If we do. We're going to. Okay. I feel good about this. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, uh, it's all working. We're Things are firing on all the cylinders. The gears are, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything's, we're anyway. We're lubed. We're lubed Everything's up. moving. Right. Yeah. Sometimes uh, it's just not working. Sometimes I feel like it's just not working. And I, th- I feel like that's what was happening last time. Well, you still have that one, right? You still have the twenty I, minutes or so we I did. I was thinking I might, I might just interject it right <laughs> here. Just throw it in there. Yep. Um, not that it wasn't entirely working, but um, like I said, ultimately I think it's going to work out because there's been some new stuff kind of come, yeah, up in the news recently, and it will kind of just add to what we're going to be talking about today which was the october 7th attack but sometimes you know like i said we've had a couple of these and they just don't they just don't pan out and one of us calls it we just call it yeah like this is not working fuck it we're just gonna to have to try it again you know i the last time we did this and you did call it i thought you were joking every time you until you took your headphones off and then when I the knew, headphones I like, come off right god damn it he really is serious <laughs> yeah right. All right. It just wasn't working. Yeah. It was pretty funny, though. 
Uh, I don't know. That moment, that's like that happening is subjective. Looking back. That's subjective whether or not that was funny. Um, well, I don't know if anybody would find that. How about this? And it, let's not forget also that the other let's part of this, <laughs> the other part of this podcast is supposed to be informative. Right. And that was supposed to just be a quick one. So we're trying to get this, we'll try and slog through this information today. We'll keep this one under four hours. Yeah, it, it will definitely be under four hours. All right. I'm not going to, uh, you know, not going to go into great detail today because we're going to kind of be bouncing around quite quite enough to, I think, uh, bring the listener to a, uh, a reasonable conclusion about the hypotheses we're going to be throwing out there today, or at least the one I'm going to be throwing out there today, because it's an, it's important to know also, you don't give a shit about any of this stuff. Well, I'm not <laughs> going to say at all any shit. I don't... Real it, world stuff. It's Well, here's the thing. I think, this is how I feel about it. Governments are going to do what governments are going to do, and I think everybody knows that. And there's nothing we can do about it. We're just lowly little pieces of shit trying to live. Peasants. We can't do a damn thing about it. It sucks at what's going on everywhere. And I think you might be onto something with, you know, higher powers in charge, not gods. Earthly powers at this point still. Rich folk, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Government. Agencies. Yeah. You know, you're there's com- operations going down. There's plans in the shadows. Agendas. Agendas. You're coming around finally, I yeah. think. I, I've, I've never once denied that, ever. No, 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 not at all. I 100% agree with you. It's happening. It's just, it, it, I guess in the end, it just annoys me that it's going down. We're all, it's just making everything so much. We're all trying to get through this sh- bullshit called life together as one. And these assholes make it so, they're just making problems. They're just causing a big stink. Can't we all just get along? They're working against us. That's something I just came up with. That's pretty good. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Yeah. I don't know. But that's why I don't really dive deep in these. You, you're into this. It gets, it gets you off a little. That's where I spend the majority of my conspiratorial time. Right. right. And that, I think that's the beauty of this. But whole not thing. the entire. Not the entire amount right. of my time. You're always going on about your, your crazy, wacky, you know, whatever it is you got. Yeah. Shit I've never heard of. We were talking about this before we started. I'm always looking at crazy shit. There's a lot of crazy shit out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a lot to sort of wade through to sort of... Uh, it's, a lot. It's, it's a forest. You have to kind of navigate, you know? You mm-hmm. don't... So uh, it's real easy for people to kind of, eh, I don't know, maybe get distracted. Mm? Yeah. (laughs) I'd say you're dead on. So, yeah, that's where I spend a good portion of my time. The real, uh, real stuff that... (laughs) You quote it, but it is real. It is. uh, Israel. 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 See what I did? It is real. Yeah. No, but you know what I mean. I'm not. I'm not denying any of this. Like, okay. So, for, I was going to ask you, by the way, if you have uh, read any good books lately on this in this 
Any any topics that maybe? I know you don't do books. Uh, oh, I do a lot of books, but fiction, sci-fi. Nothing related to nothing related to this. Okay. Or even my shit. I don't even. You know, I don't read Roswell books or whatever the hell, except for that or audiobook it. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't do that. Either. I mean, we'll still say that's reading the book. I guess oh, yeah. you're still. Yeah, consuming the information. Right. God, I want people to get away from this short form TikTok bullshit where they just like. I swear to God, that's part of the plan too. Just get people to like, you know, you throw out a few pieces of information, and they, that's all they've got and on they it. Just roll with it, and then they're fine. Oh, I know about whatever. Yeah. Because I watched a TikTok or some sort yeah. of a stupid reel. We all know I'm guilty of that as well. I mean, I am too. But at the same time, also consuming documentaries and yeah. books and stuff on uh, old books, you know. You have to, it's kind of interesting, too, and important, I think, to get books and material that kind of goes back further, you know. Yeah. Before the current era. Yeah. You have to kind of wonder about agendas there, too, I think. Why something may be written. Who it's coming from. Oh, yeah. Who allowed it to come out. Right. Yeah. Like documents, that's your why you're always so like, uh, you know, why would they release this document if... I know. Why would they want somebody to know? That's what makes me think it's fine, though. Depending so. on what it is. Well, yeah. Um, the, it's, I don't, I, I did a book on Celts recently. The Celts. What do I think about the Celts? So, I got a book, 12 Hours of Celts, right? Pretty good shit. I didn't know anything well, about them. What's that? It was good. I thought you were going to go the other no, way with that. it was. It was. Just because I didn't know anything about that time period. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, you know, we're talking about the woo-woo stuff there that you enjoy. I'm <laughs> doing an Atlantis book. Uh, yeah. It's the one that um, is the Atlantis, the title of the book, is the Atlantis, Atlantis and the Antediluvian World, which I think Graham Hancock took a bunch of his stuff from. So is this, how old is this book? 1800s. The book is from the 1800s. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, huh. I just started that. It's like 14 hours. Just started it. You know, I'm an Atlantis guy. You yeah. are too. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you're in this world, to some degree, Atlantis is going to be... It's one of those things that how could you not be interested in something like that? Right. Lost civilizations. Yeah. It's cool. It's just a cool topic. Right. You know? It's fun for everybody. Real world stuff. Spent a lot of time there operations that have happened and then the other side of that where i spend a great deal of time is ancient history god i love it so much yeah do you spend yes, any time you on do. that yourself? Uh, very very minimal but whenever i see like a documentary or something about it I, I do really love it i just never seek it out or go it's like when i say i like a band i know their biggest hits but i never dig deep i never look for anything <laughs> else yeah yeah yeah, kind of, kind of that same way. I don't, I don't try to, I don't actively search for knowledge about that stuff, but I do dig it whenever I see it, if that makes any sense. Just when it pops up on your radar. Yeah, I well, like it a lot. I spend a lot of time on that too. Ancient uh, mysteries. Yeah. Lost civilizations. Now, I saw a video. Now this is going right into your minimal information that you get from Instagram kind of thing. There's a guy out there. Don't remember his name. Saw it weeks ago. But he was doing <laughs> he's doing Doesn't theories. Matter. Yeah. 
he was doing it was his theories about how they were able to move those giant blocks of stone to build oh, okay. like the pyramids and stuff. And he rigged up these things like flotation like logs pretty much on rocks and they roll them up water into I don't know, have you seen that at all? I've seen a bunch of those, yeah. It's just interesting. I love that stuff. Theories about how I mean, you know, I think it's aliens. How could it not be? Lasers. You're an ancient aliens guy. It, I do find it. I don't again. I don't watch it on a regular basis, but I love it. Sukalos, love him. Is that the guy's name? Giorgio, the guy with the crazy hair. Yeah, who, yeah. Who's like meme guy and all the aliens. Everything. That's his thing. Yeah. That is not me. I know. I know. And not not really me. I just I say that, but I do want it to be all aliens, which is good because that means we're kind of covering both sides yeah. here. That's what makes this great. Somebody may listen. For your stupid shit, mm-hmm. and then want. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. No, I'm it's just all right. kidding, it's man. It's totally all right. Because I completely subscribe to some crazy things too. I do. Oh, oh, I know, I know, and that's okay. I mean, you're a big uh, <laughs> time. I was just time well, travel. Yeah, definitely that. You they, you nut over that when you get me see started that stuff. on some time travel. Yeah, and I just think that may there's actually a, a a foundation, a base in reality, right? That that could actually explain some of those things, uh, especially if you're talking about airplanes flying and compasses going crazy. That's some sort of a magnetic anomaly. There could be something to that. I don't know. You. It comes from a basis of reality where these things actually happen, like the Bermuda Triangle, for example. Right. Right. Which we all love. You talking about? Electronic fog. Electronic type fog. Stuff. Yeah. That eventually, maybe sometime, we'll do an episode on. Talk about that. Yeah. We could just incorporate that with the larger time slip. I think that was our plan, wasn't it? Just time slip, time anomalies or something like that. Yeah. Well, originally, I guess it was more magnetic anomalies. Okay. Electronic fog. It's what that one guy that experienced it calls it. The Australian guy? Uh, no, no. He's just okay. a, an American dude. Okay. He's uh, written a couple of books on it. Can't remember his name either right off the top of my head. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's some pretty crazy shit. And you're kind of wondering, that's uh, how can you believe in that shit and then try and bring some real world stuff to the table like we're doing today? Right. I don't know. It's crazy, but we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of shit we do here. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Let me ask you... I got some notes Can over I, there. What's all that stuff? Well, I got a couple examples of uh, some slacktivism. I'm sure you're f- familiar with that term if you listen to this. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with it. I mean, there's a lot of it going around these this, days. This this whole thing over there, this is just perfect for these TikToker, Instagrammer, Twitter. Are you referring to Ukraine? Social- which was Ukraine? one of the first. When, what? That's old news. Who cares Remember about that, that one? now? What happened there? Who knows? Is it still going on? I think so. Don't know. Are we still sending money? You're referring to Israel right now, though. Oh yeah, hundred. Yeah, that's like. And the people and the Palestinians. Yeah. Yeah. Gaza. Believe, didn't Susan Sarandon just gotten some hot water? Didn't she? She said something. You know, when I got it right here, I was going to save this all for after, but uh, you were saving it for after. Just you know, just to you know, bring up some examples of idiocy. I'm sorry, I she thought you were going to talk a, about that right now. No, I don't care at all. This is great stuff. This, is, <laughs> this I I love this guy. I mean, this is a 77 year old 
woman actress who thinks she's why did, relevant well that but why do actors think they're like sean penn i saw a thing with matt stone trey parker talking about him going to iraq and they got he got pissed that he was a puppet in their team america movie we've seen that and they were and like he sent a letter to his publisher or to his agent to be published like shitting all over matt and trey then matt and trey got it and they're like reading it laughing and they're like oh this isn't a letter to us he actually wants this to be published this is ridiculous. <laughs> but, he, uh, you know, Sean Penn does his whole, have you ever been to Iraq? I've been to Iraq. I know what it's like over there. And then in the letter he said, he is they a douchebag. Yeah. Great actor, though. I mean, you know, I guess. I think, I, I just don't f- see why these actors think they are all hot shit. Nobody cares. I know. Nobody cares I about their it. opinion at all. Nobody cares what, if they're, I mean, nobody cares what I'm saying, you're saying. Um, yeah, it's just because they have a little bit of notoriety and a voice. They, they take a camera crew with them. Yeah, and then you know, yeah. I'm feeding the the children of whatever. I'm at the hospital in whatever country yeah. for photo ops. I guess I only think it, it might be getting the word out a little more than me or you doing the ice bucket challenge. <laughs> right. But that's about it. I don't think it's really helping at all. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody really gives a shit what Sean Penn says. Yeah, no. Or any of them, Susan Sarandon, like what you're talking about right now. Yeah. I guess she was at a pro-Palestinian rally. Okay. And she said something uh, that the Jewish people are now getting a taste of what it feels like to be a Muslim in this country, so often subjected to violence. And they didn't like that at all. I wouldn't think so. I think the ADL would probably get involved. Yeah. yeah. Well, her... Boycott uh, her. Her agency dropped her, and she was forced to apologize. But Josh, don't worry... She's going to do better in the future. She apologized that quick. Yeah. Well, that was fast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but again, 77. Is she still what else is she doing? in Hollywood? Is she still doing anything in the acting world? I don't know. I mean, if she didn't have a career, I mean, she's got plenty of money, right? Yeah. Um, then one could argue that she may need to retract her statement because of the industry she's in. Which some might. <laughs> I think I see where you're going with this. <laughs> I won't finish that sentence. Uh, to protect our own little podcast We should have got tie-in for this one. No. <laughs> okay. I'll cut that part out. It's going to be listens. too long as it is anyway, probably. Yeah. I got, I got pages upon pages over oh, here. Oh, I know. I know. Don't worry. We're going to zip through them pretty fast. We're, we're going at a pretty good clip today, so all is well. Yeah. Uh, can I just... The vibe is right. It's right. Everything is right. I'm having a blast. Planets have aligned for this when it's supposed to happen. It's flowing. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. What else you got there? Anything else in your dirty 30 notes that you want to... Did you hear about Cynthia Nixon doing the Lord's work? Who the hell is Cynthia Nixon? She was in Sex and the City. She's an actress. Okay. Never watched it? Yep. Well... There was a... Wait, you sent me a text about this. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I had to look her up. She's going on a hunger strike. Oh, nice. To force Biden... Nice. ...to, you know, take some action. Oh, good. That'll work. I think um, that'll do it. I'll go on one, too. You want to join us? Yeah, well, we do it like she did, which is just for two days. That's it? That's it. That's it. I'll do three days. There was a group... 
Yeah, you just, just I think isn't that's fasting, isn't it? Like that's just now that's in. It's all the rage these days. Bill Maher's talking about it with Woody Harrelson about oh. Yeah. I mean fasting's the shit. Intermittent fasting, you could just do it all the time. Yeah, he does it like Or as I call it, skipping a meal. That's all you're doing. I hate it. Never do. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I got a heart monitor on right now. So. <laughs> you do have a heart monitor on yes, right I now. You do. Uh, but yeah, I just thought that was you know that was funny. They were doing it for a fi- for five days. This group and uh, she joined in for two, just to to she help just joined out. Joined in like p- let me pick it up now since yeah yeah and talk about slacktivism. Uh, this the group did. They joined in prayers and songs, held vigils and conversations about the conflict. That's what gave, we're doing. Well, wait to hear this. Gave speeches and most importantly. <laughs> Painted red teardrops on a banner. <laughs> yeah, they're they're doing great. They're helping out. So, ah, oh, Jesus, isn't that ridiculous? That's absurd. Yeah, and I don't I don't know what that is. I get what's Biden supposed to do when he see? Oh my, they just how many red drops they put on there? <laughs> All right, let's call it off. And what was it supposed to call off? Supposed uh, to stop Israel from bombing like the shit out of fire. They wanted a ceasefire, which I think did happen, didn't it? Recently, it did. Yeah. But you know, that's there's been did Biden? Did they force Biden? Was to it call the teardrops that yeah. got yeah. that ceasefire going? That's what it was. Oh, uh, that's a good question. I know one we can't possibly tackle today here, but yeah. Then I just looked. I looked up slacktivism. Just doing some googling at work. It was a busy day. <laughs> And uh, I have a little thing. It's a it's a pretty good. It sums it right up. Okay. Because I know I've talked about, it, but never really gave a good definition. Uh, slacktivism is the practice of supporting a political or social cause through social media or online petitions, and involves very little effort or commitment. <laughs> it thrives on Instagram and Twitter now X, which allow people to. Show support or advocate through a hashtag or a like. It is most evident when people express their support for a cause by changing their profile picture or by forwarding a message. I love it. Slacktivism can also mean that you do in fact support a cause, but do not necessarily engage in making real change happen over a long period. Or do anything that actually helps in any way, shape, or form. And you know what? To be fair, they gave an example. I brought up the ice bucket challenge. Which was so stupid. Very stupid, minimal effort, kind of fun to do. It raised 150 million cannolis dollars. Okay. So that was that was their one like anomaly from Slacktivist. So the ice bucket challenge. When the ice bucket challenge happened, you're supposed to do the ice bucket thing, cold water, ice water, whatever. Yeah. And then give money as well. The whole point of that is that they're attaching it to a video right. where people keep doing it and doing right. it, but at the same time, you're not supposed to avoid giving money right. to a cause. That's why I initially thought that was. I was like, so if you do it, you can avoid giving money. Yeah, you just waste just some water. Sending off to somebody else that's yeah. supposed to Didn't, calling somebody else out. Is that the one where they nominated like the next person to do yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I guess that's fun. Yeah, it was just fun, easy. But the whole like giving money to things, you know. I guess, you know, it's, um, you can't always be assured that your money's going where it needs to be going. Yeah. Um, especially 
since some of those things, you know, the administrative costs for, you know, always show up, you know, what do they say? Yeah. Certain organizations, 75 cents of a dollar goes to administrative costs. Yeah. That's just paying salaries it's, for people. It's stupid. Like the Salvation Army and shit like that. Like doesn't the, why does he even have a CEO? He shouldn't even have like a CEO or like a, but he's getting like million dollar salaries yeah. and uh, a good portion of the money isn't even making it to people that need the help. Yeah, it seems like some type of a, it's, it, oh, they all seem like scams. They got a nice little logo. Well, a good portion of them are. I know. It's, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't do it at all. None of them. None you, of them. Do you Get have it. have any more uh, slacktivism examples nah, that you'd like not, to share here not today? Really. I mean, other than the usual, you know, we see a lot of bumper stickers, a lot of flags. In I send them to yards. you. Oh God! Yeah. Every you time do. I see one on a truck or a car. Yes, you do. <laughs> uh, it, just, it really just bugs me. Yeah, and it's uh, especially like you know. Well, we'll get into it once we get out of this whole thing, but yeah. I've said it on here before, but Anthony Jeselnik, that comedian, he has a good bit about that whole thing. He doesn't say slacktivism, but it's, you know, when you post some thoughts and prayers with Israel or whatever it is, really what they're saying is, don't forget about me today. And like, it's, it's, You're it, it sums it right up. Injecting yourself into it, You're yep. putting yourself out there into yep. it. Yep. Hey, look what I care about. Exactly. But you're not doing shit. Yeah. But I did when what I just wrote in a definition there the the profile picture that I know uh, it sums it right up. And you know people get uh, they get bullied. You know there's social pressure yeah. to uh, adopt whatever oh, yeah. the new newest thing is. Yeah. And if you don't um, add that picture the uh, a square a, a black square yeah. to your yeah. you know you're not helping you're, the cause. You're a racist. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. It's all me now. Yep. I'm the one that's caused all these problems. Mm -hmm. uh, so anyway, yeah. Yeah. Stupid. It's I saw stupid. Colin Quinn talking about what things are coming to, and he was saying nobody's just a bleeding heart liberal or an idiot Republican anymore. You're either a racist or a groomer. Like, that's it. <laughs> like, and you're back people in their corner, and they have nowhere to go from there, so they get upset and pissed off. No middle ground anymore. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's true. Yep. Thought that was. I like Colin Quinn. He's good. Does he have a show? Does he have a podcast? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't. But he's got a very good book called Overstated. I did listen to that one. He just goes through all fifty states and just gives him a good little roast. But it's also very factual. There's a lot of facts involved with his stuff, which is what I like. I like those. Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, um, yeah. What were you saying? No, go ahead. No, 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 by all means. Uh, well, you know, I just listened to an Adam Carolla podcast. I brought this up to you earlier. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What were you going to say about that? He's got, I find Adam Carolla a very funny guy. I think he's very humorous. Uh, can come off, he's, he's a wise man, I think. He's got a lot of good ideas. And he said something about Israel, the Jewish folk in Israel, right? There's a beautiful strip of desert underneath California, Baja, California, wide open. They should just move there. <laughs> Two oceans, same climate, desert. It's essentially sort of the same strip of land. It looks very similar. Yeah, into yeah. and you're not living next to, you're not surrounded by assholes that hate you. And yeah. like, yeah, you're going to have to give up your home that you shouldn't have to. 
It's they not shouldn't. The, it's end. not the holy land, though. Right. Right. Which is and, what but they're... fifty years, everybody will like it better. Just give it fifty years, it'll be all right. And yes, they should not have to. But it's like he equated it with living with a roommate that you wake up and he's standing over your bed with holding a machete, but you don't want to lose the security deposit. So you stick around. <laughs> and I like that. Well, it's, you know, they didn't have it for a long time. They lost it a long time ago. Well, maybe. And we're not going to get into the whole, you know, developing, building, creation yeah. of the state of Israel in this episode either that happened in 1947 post-World War II. That's something we're not going to be delving into today. Um, except, but, uh, is it a coincidence that the Roswell crash also took place in 1947? <laughs> that's quite a couple of dots. I'm just saying. You're trying to connect we there. Will, we'll get to the bottom of that. There is a connection. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. Well, there is a literal connection, dude. That's wild. We'll get there. Chat GPT will help me with that. You start working on that Next right episode. now because I have okay. Yeah. Okay, thank God. Yeah. We'll do a whole episode. Good, good, good. Yeah. Um. Well, do you have anything else for this? Do we have any sort of? Um, I don't know. Any sort of like? Uh, Your boy died. My boy, Henry Kissinger. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of some current events for this dirty thirty here. Yeah, I just didn't know if there was any sort of um, Topical. information we needed to share about the podcast itself. Um, I can mention that I was on another podcast. Right, yeah, you could do that. My brother has a podcast, Jacob Perlioni. He, uh, it's called Nearly Famous. Did an episode of that and talked about this very podcast on it. How many episodes does he have of his? It just started. Pretty fresh. Uh, ten? Seven? Yeah, eight, nine, ten? Like, something like that, yeah. But, you know, he's a musician in Nash- Nashville, and uh, it's pretty much, usually it's just him babbling. It's like a live journal almost. I see. I see. But every once in a while, he's got some guests on there, and I was one. I will. On Thanksgiving Day. Post an excerpt from that podcast on our Instagram page. Yeah. That'd be a good place to share it, I think. Oh, yeah. I like it. Nice little clip yep. of you talking about us. About us. Yeah. <laughs> Come full circle there. Yep. It'll be great. No other housekeeping issues here today on this, uh, as far as that goes, though, just to talk about. That is a shame about Henry Kissinger, though. Just why you, <laughs> glad you brought that up. Yeah. That's I just saw your... Heartbroken. What you posted on our Instagram page today. Oh, you just saw that? Yeah. And uh, there was another thing on there. It was... Uh, David Rockefeller talking about yeah. overpopulation. Yeah. I love these old clips, these old rich bastards. He made it to like 101. He passed away in 2017. He was nice a real son of a bitch too. Life. Nice long life. Mm-hmm. I'd seen some, uh, I don't know if it's actu- accurate or not, but they said he'd had numerous uh, heart transplants. You may be Tra- lucky to get one. Transplants? Yeah. Transplants, like heart transplants. Wow. I, th- I thought you could only get one, like, your body couldn't handle more than just normally one. Like physically you couldn't handle it right i've i don't know if it's true that's what i'm saying wow like i'd seen where where people had uh, thought that he had had numerous heart transplants uh you have to know that people that are uh in positions like henry kissinger uh powerful rich wealthy people like rockefellers 
they get health care that's maybe a little better than ours. Smidge better. Yeah. Yeah. So they may get extra hearts taken from God knows where. Well, they have some those sort of uh, organ harvest, some more organ trade that's taking place in the third world. Perhaps they just kidnap somebody and steal some kidneys yeah. if they need them. I was listening to something, and they or grow they, them now. Who knows? They probably can grow them in a petri dish. What the hell was I? Was, I forgot what it was. I was listening. They, they touched on this, and it was about billionaires like that having a guy. They'll pay five hundred thousand dollars a year for him to keep his body tipped top shape <laughs> but if they need something it's theirs i mean probably, I, maybe not a heart because that'll kill them but i wouldn't maybe, be probably, i wouldn't be surprised yeah a I kidney mean, um that's not a bad deal really i you mean if good, you were offered to i might you, take it you're too it's too late now probably oh god yeah my heart's on its last <laughs> leg and, yeah i almost killed my liver probably yeah yeah but i don't know i'm just 500 grand a year, give or take a little bit there. I wouldn't even think that they would, in in those higher echelons of existence, I mean, they live on another planet. They do things that we, uh, you know, could never do. Yeah. So I would say that they, I don't even know if that would, because that sounds almost like, you know, you could make that illegal. You could write yeah. some paperwork up for that and make a make a contract. Like the I would island. say they would just go about getting it however they could get it. Yeah, I mean, it'd probably be, in the long run, easier and probably cheaper just to go kidnap a person from wherever. Yeah. I mean, there's seven, eight billion people. Yeah. I mean, and the irony of him talking on the Instagram thing that I put up, that clip was him talking about overpopulation and uh, the, the detriment to which, you know, industrialization is destroying the earth. He's yeah. a fucking Rockefeller. And the, Their whole fortune was made that's from what it was. industrialization. Yeah. It's all his old man did. And that and yet these fucking assholes talk about that stuff like it's I'm here to fix the problem. He's the guy that came up with the Club of Rome, right? He was on the Trilateral Commission or whatever that is. The you know, there's there's numerous things that he did. He was on all sorts of globalist I guess you would say is a popular word now. Yeah. Maybe New he, world order type organizations. Maybe he didn't really. Maybe he was forced into that by the family and he didn't really like it. And he was really no, trying to make no. a difference. No, I'm afraid not. <laughs> I'm afraid not, partner. Yeah, probably not. No, you're probably right. So you have to wonder what they're but I, planning. You know me. I don't blame them, though. If you're if you're born into that, just keep it going as long as you can. But you see how these guys all live this long. You look at these fellas. They're all making it to 100 at least. Yeah. So, you know, I think John. the uh, average lifespan in the U.S. has actually been dropping year after year. So for the peasants, for the serfs like you and I, mm-hmm. two lowly podcasters down here on the very bottom, yeah. blue collar slumps. Scumbags. <laughs> we get nothing. We get jack and shit. Yeah. Jack left town. Ja- uh, here it is. Not bad. Uh, but, you know, these guys... Even though they look awful, you know, they're just slumped over. They still get 100 years at yeah. least, if not more. Mitchie. With McConnell, us. He's still going. He's yeah. freezing up. Half dead. <laughs> right. Jimmy Carter. Yeah. He's yeah. like 99. Looks awful. I mean, he's in hospice anyway, but I'm yeah. just saying, you know, you see you see a pattern here with these people. Yeah. and They got, uh, they got connections. They got connections. They get that good health care. Yeah. But then you get like, well, I guess Steve Jobs, I was going to bring him up, but he didn't let anybody. 
go in there. He could have survived, maybe. But that's what, I don't think he actually did any real. Yeah. Uh, well, they want to say chemotherapy. He had the pancreatic cancer, which is, I guess, even for those folks, the kind of the death nail as well. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, it's a rough one. I think he went or attempted to go a more natural route with yeah. his treatment. <laughs> that's <laughs> rough. I guess didn't work out. Not with that. With that, you need to use your billions to fight it. I'm sure there's a conspiracy about him too, though, <sighs> whether or not he even died, and just you know, yeah. wonder about some of these people that. Oh, he is Epstein. They're one and the same. Oh, okay. And Epstein's made that not up. dead. He just was taken out of the picture. Yeah. Which doesn't mean he's necessarily dead. He was probably whisked off to Israel, uh, <laughs> and yeah. some some cosmetic surgery there. Yeah. We won't be talking about that today. But the, yeah. I I don't. Do you think he's dead? By the way, just before we leave this little. Uh, it makes to me, yeah. I think I think they snuffed him out. He wasn't important enough to. They got him. He had too many names, too many, too much info, so he had to go. Yeah. Whether or not, if it, let let people say we killed him, who cares? Yeah, let's just get him out of there. Yeah, if he was just a lowly stooge, you know, in the operation, you know, yeah, the nuts and bolts side of things, yeah, working dude. Although I will say, and I am before I say this, I'm not condoning his behavior. But I am saying, looked at the pictures of him in that jet. He was having a ball. He was having a blast. <laughs> Probably had an awesome life. And then, you know, it all came crumbling down. I think he knew it was going to, uh, yeah. at some point he was going to have to pay for. Yeah. I don't think he's dead. I think he's on another island. You I think, think so? There's another, I think there's many of them. I think there's a lot of these islands out there. These motherfuckers didn't just stop banging little kids, man. You crazy? <laughs> You, I wonder if he's in a... The party ain't over, my man. They're still going strong. You think so? Oh, yeah. What's her name? What's... Uh... Gislaine, Gislaine Maxwell. Yeah. Well, we don't even know if she's in prison, man. Yeah. What's she? I was just going to ask you. What's she doing? Last I heard, she was in prison making a deal of some sort, but I, who knows? I didn't hear anything about that, but she's supposed to be in some sort of a um, you know, minimum security little country club down in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, even a minimal... But... but we don't even actually know if she's in there. That's true. Do you trust the State Department? I mean, we had nothing from her trial. We got yeah. no, we had nothing. We had no information coming from her trial. The judge was uh, hooked up with all kinds of nefarious uh, people. She went to like some sort of. She was part of a. Uh, I remember looking up her because something showed up somewhere, probably on Twitter. I confirm the information. She was. Uh, it was like a sister sorority to like Skull and Bones or some shit. This was the judge in the Gislaine Maxwell trial. It wasn't Skull and Bones exactly, but it was one of those other fraternities in those Ivy <laughs> League schools where these motherfuckers are all produced. Yeah. So she was from money. She was from a wealthy family. How can you trust this shit, man? It's the uh, the the cops investigating themselves, bro. All right. It's all coming from inside. Yeah. It's, you know, the I CIA mean, investigates itself. They find no wrongdoing. It's amazing. They, they, they never find any wrongdoing. That is interesting. <laughs> right. If you investigated yourself, yeah. uh, would you find that you'd done anything illegal, right? If you were caught, right? No, you don't. They never do. free. FBI investigates itself. It's hilarious. The whole thing is hilarious. And they're all a bunch of fucking criminals, bro. Yeah, I mean, you you need that to make the world go round, though. That's uh, you know, Whitney Webb's book, 
I, I told you I was on the second. It's a long one. You know, it's a thousand pages, so it's a long one. Yeah. And I, you know, I use that as like a reference book. So I'll go in and out every once in a while. It is corrupt and just, it is just infested with criminal activity from the top to the bottom. I mean, yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's this just, is just confirmation just ex- of that. I know, I know, I yeah, know. Yeah, I know. I, I just I expect it. I don't, I'm never surprised to hear of something crazy like that. It's just, well, yeah, of course. I know, but people don't, I don't think, my point in saying that is, I don't think people fully realize how fucking, right, yeah. how corrupt it actually is. I mean, you can talk about things and write it off as, a, oh, it was a rogue agent. It was a rogue agency, something they did that was just, you know, yeah. the whole fucking thing is just, it's, there's no justice. Let's put it that way, babe. No peace. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I guess we'll be uh, talking about that for the rest of our lives. Yeah, there's no end. There's no end in sight. It's a good book, by the way. What's it called? It's uh, One Nation Under Blackmail. That's right. It's, uh, you know, the the foundation, the cornerstone of that book has to do with Jeffrey Epstein. But uh, to, for people to think like, and they do, people think like, oh, this guy, this was just uh, uh, an operation that was run by CIA and Mossad, and this is the first time it's ever happened, and it won't happen again. You all right? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Swallowed wrong. Uh, anyway, that's not the case. Just thinking... It's happened before, and it'll happen again. It's happening right now, I assure you. Yep. And every agency is corrupt, but it's not like... You look at it like a company, right? You work for a company, I work for a company. You don't know what's going up top top floors. You don't know what decisions are being made. Compartmentalization. Everybody's kind of working on their own. Oh, yeah. One uh, you know, office building or one station or one whatever doing something completely different they've got their own set of rules so you know i know there's grunts that work at the cia and fbi and the nsa and all these fucking agencies that are just doing the daily shit they're crunching numbers they're writing reports they're doing actual law enforcement yeah but basic shit yeah every everything's got to run that way too but at the top babe henchmen Fucking oh, henchman, yeah. bro. Well, there it is. <laughs> well, do you want to get into this? Yeah, we'll get into this. Uh, what do you take a little break here, real quick? A little break ski? Yeah. All right. Come back. Yeah. Start talking about Israel and uh, Gaza. And I uh, guess what uh, hell did we even talk about? What our what our hypothesis was going to be? I don't think so. You brought it up. Ah, eh, we won't do it right we now. There. We'll do it in a minute. <laughs> Everyone, <laughs> take it easy. All right. All right. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, what are we talking about today? You may be somewhat curious yourself. I honestly, yes, I am. You looked through some of the notes I sent you. I uh, yes, I, I printed some out. Just I got so some you printed, could read um, kind of what we got: atrocity propaganda. Yeah. Uh, strategy of tension. 
Sure. Problem, reaction, solution. That's one of the things. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, but the basic uh, premise of today's podcast in talking about the Israel. Palestinian Gaza little conflict uh, that's been happening recently uh, revolves around the idea that, like other uh, things that have happened in in the recent past, like nine eleven for example, uh, kind of falls into the realm of the false flag attack. Not the exact textbook definition of a false flag. Uh, you can let things happen, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you can. You don't have to plan them. Uh, they can be planned by somebody else. You can be aware of the uh, whatever it's going to take place, the operation, uh, and you just let it take place. And we're going to give numerous because that's it. It works in your favor in the long run, right? Because we saw what at? happened. Everybody knew what was going to happen right after this little operation took place. I guess there was what roughly about three thousand Hamas guys come across. Uh, attack like 20 little settlements, attack the music festival, and uh, they just they had no idea this was going to happen. It was an intelligence failure. They always like to use that one. They said the same thing about 9-11, too. It was just an intelligence we failure. We fucked up. We just didn't know it was going to happen. We had no idea these guys were going to... <laughs> Total nonsense. That's that's the, the hypothesis so I'm putting forward today. How deep do you go... Just a little, just a quick little sidetrack. The nine eleven ish. Do you think that was a fully planned operation? And what do you mean in regards by, to by the United States? Do you think they knew that was happening? They just let it happen, or do you think that it was went a little, got a little too far? They went a little, <laughs> a little, too, a little overboard. Or? Well, that's hard to say. Yeah. Okay. That's hard to say at uh, at this juncture still. I think uh, a good a good number of people would put forward the idea also there that uh, you know this thing was just allowed to happen, right? Uh, at whatever at whatever level, well, the, with the agencies and stuff, they knew that it was going to happen. Uh, was it planned by us? That's what I'm saying. It doesn't necessarily have to be planned right. by us. Right, it can just be allowed to happen. Pearl Harbor is another good example. Yeah. Um. Like I said, these are false flags. It's as I'm looking here, just like the the uh, the textbook definition. It's not exactly a false flag, but it yeah. is a false flag. A false flag. I'm just going to give you the textbook definition before we move on, so we're all on the same page. I'm just going to very quickly read the definition, the textbook definition of a false flag. Uh, what that is? Its operation is an act committed with the intent of disguising the actual source of responsibility and pinning blame on another party. So this doesn't exactly fall into the realm of a false flag per se. Going to be talking about some today that were false flags that we know about that actually happened in the real world. What are you looking at over there? Is something happening? I thought I heard some thunder or something, but surely not. I don't know what that was. Yeah, sorry. Um, CIA, Mossad, they, outside. They hear us. Yeah. Uh, already. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, get your pencils and your pens and your papers out and get ready to take some notes today folks here we go what's the best example of a false flag operation that you would put out there the best example what's your what's the the most famous one i don't know about famous one but um i mean there's uh 
the one that I brought up before, which was the Levon affair, that's a good example of a textbook definition of a false flag. And this was Israel that was doing this one. Uh, it took place in uh, 1954. Basically, they were going to do a bunch of bombing in uh, Egypt, you know. Israel. Yeah. Okay. And they were caught. Some guys committed suicide. Some were tried, executed. That's a good example of, um, you know, a false flag attack. Uh, but there was Operation Northwoods, which was one of our operations. And uh, I think I've mentioned Operation Northwoods here before. I'm not sure. Yes, you have. I have? Yep, because I have, I have it printed out. The Wikipedia printed from a past, past episode. And I will, if you want me to go ahead very quickly, just talk about a little, little bit about Operation Northwoods. Yeah. Um, so these documents were, were made public, I guess, in 1997. Documents were declassified, released to the public by the U.S. government in response to a Freedom of Information Act. Operation Northwoods was a proposed plan by the U.S. Department of Defense and the Joint Chiefs of Staff in 62 that suggested a series of false flag operations, including acts of terrorism, to justify... Listen very closely now. To justify military intervention in Cuba during the Cold War, the declassification classification, and release of these documents shed light on the extent to which military and intelligence officials considered such covert actions, although the plan was never approved or executed. And it would have been Kennedy that turned this down. He was... JFK. Uh, the one, the only. Um... And some examples of some of the things that they were going to do. Now, this would have been our government doing these things to us and our people. I have a few um, examples from the Northwoods uh, operation that they wanted to. And again, these were all going to be blamed on Cuba. Uh, incidents to establish a credible attack. Uh, start rumors, use clandestine radio, land friendly Cubans in uniform over the fence to stage attack on a base. Assuming this would have been in Cuba. Capture Cuban friendly saboteurs inside the base. Start riots near the base. Uh, blow up ammunition inside the base. Start fires, burn aircraft on an airbase. Sabotage uh, mortar shells from outside the base into the base. I don't know if this is referring to Guantanamo, perhaps. So I was just wondering. So that this, this is all just to get us riled up at Cuba. Well, this is like the, you can liken it to what happened with Gaza and Hamas and the Palestinians coming over uh, to that, in that you're letting somebody do something or creating some tension mm -hmm. uh, so you can enact your plan. Which is, in their instance, I think, they don't want Gaza there anyways. They want to bomb the shit out of it. And, like, people refer to it as an open-air prison, I guess. Yeah. Um, they don't want it there anyway. They want it gone. Right? And they got the West Bank over there. They want everybody gone that's not Israeli in Israel. Everybody knows this. Right. So that's basically what that little operation was, I think. Uh, just to go back to this real quick, capture militia group, which storms the bay, sabotage a ship in a harbor, uh, sink ships near the harbor entrance. Uh, United States will respond by executing offensive operations to secure water and power supplies, destroying artillery and mortar emplacements, which threaten the base. Uh, 
uh, remember this is an, an interesting one too. I remember the the main incident could be arranged in several forms. And I don't know if you've ever heard of that one before. Uh, no. I remember the main. Um, that was basically a ship that was blown up in like the uh, I think it was the 1800s. Of course, I'm going through all my pages of notes here. And of course, the very page I'm looking for will never be so, found. <laughs> so the the ship was the Maine. Yeah, it was the USS Maine. It was uh, 1889. It was designed to increase the tensions with Spain. Oh, the Maine uh, <laughs> was a United States Navy ship that sank in Havana Harbor, uh, February 15th, 1898, contributing to the outbreak of the Spanish-American War. Uh, U.S. newspapers engaging in yellow journalism to boost circulation claim that the Spanish were responsible for the ship's destruction. The phrase, quote, remember the Maine, to hell with Spain, became a rallying cry for action. So we can see how far back these things go. Damn. Yeah, so he goes all the way back to 1800s. Of course, it goes back much further than that. Though. Yeah. It's an old ploy. It's an old tactic. It's an old trick. Um, remember the Maine, to hell with Spain. Yeah. It's pretty catchy. It is very catchy. I like it. Uh, although the main explosion was not a direct cause, it served as a catalyst to accelerate the events leading up to the war. Da 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 da. Right. Very much like what just happened. Uh, yeah. You need a reason. You can't just go in and bomb the shit out of these people. Who, like I said, it's been recognized as sort of an open air prison. It's locked down 24 seven. There's walls, there's gates, there's tons of surveillance watching them. The idea that just one day they just, Oh, dropped the ball intelligence failure. Right. We just weren't watching. They just slipped across thousands, 3000 strong, just slipped across. Yeah. And then they pretty much just waltz on in. Like there wasn't really a lot of, pushback right yeah. they literally just drove across <laughs> yeah okay. which has never happened before yeah. so you have to know that this this happened you know and they knew it was coming something was going down yeah yeah and then they were uh doing some paratrooping weren't they didn't they say that was a that was a hang thing? gliders hang gliders paragliders yeah, even cooler that's some james bond shit it was pretty funny because you know you I mean, just a couple of guys, a couple of rednecks with some some rifles could have ended this thing before it even began. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. just paragliding across the. Yeah. Nobody saw anything really. You didn't see people paragliding across. They just assumed at once they were all just leisurely. Just cool looking. Tourists doing a little. Some stunt flying. You know they say that that you bring up rednecks, uh, putting a stop to it. That's one of the, you know things that the gun nuts say is like like you know, they're in the parachutings or stuff like this they would say like this would never happen here because you got everybody here with guns right so it's something to be said for that yeah it's true so it's, uh, i think that would have been one of the uh, arguments against sort of like i think it was the one of the military leaders in japan that said that a uh i can't remember the quote exactly but he was basically talking about some sort of Ground invasion of the U.S. would never be possible because there would be a rifle behind every blade of grass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's is is essentially true. That is true. Like not not just military force; it's the entire population almost. Yeah. Yeah. You're armed right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> See. Got two guns in my pants. <laughs> 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 hey, go ahead. 
<laughs> it's good. I'm just kidding. I got one. Oh, see, but you do have one though. That's <laughs> so. Yeah, you know, you've got the Levon affair. Assuming I'm pronouncing that name correct, Levon. I mean, how else can you say that? Well, I saw some video where a guy was saying it another way, but Lavin, Lavin affair. This is not important. He was an idiot. He was an idiot. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's just basically going off the idea that uh, they had nothing, and then also the um, they had no information on this, and so like what was it a week or so after we were going to record this episode, but this hadn't happened yet. But then supposedly uh, there was some sort of an IDF or some sort of unit 8200, which is one of their intelligence uh, agencies in Israel, like Mossad. There isn't just the Mossad. Most people know about the Mossad, uh, but there's lots of others. Uh, One of the supposedly I saw some reports. I think I sent you a text of this. There was a report that some agent in some agency, possibly the Unit 8200, knew about this uh, attack coming from Hamas, and then they were not listened to, or they were uh, ignored, I guess. Yeah. Um, so the Unit 8200 is an Israel group? Is it Israeli group? Is it's another Israeli intelligence right. agency. Okay, okay. Of which there are many. Yeah. Um, and then I started seeing, it's a good thing that this episode actually kind of waited because immediately they started responding to that. Started seeing like, I'm looking at the Times of Israel right now. It was a senior IDF officer dismissed pre-October 7 intel on Hamas invasion as fantasy. They immediately started fantasy. saying, oh, no, 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 we didn't. That's not true. That's completely inaccurate. This person, they don't even exist. They probably don't now. Assuming this report was actually true. <laughs> yeah. Long gone. That somebody actually came out and, you know, spoke out against it or whatever. Um, But I did see several of those where they were talking about at least one person said they knew this was going to happen and they just ignored it. Because that just, uh, again, goes back to the strategy of tension. Yeah. Which uh, I I was just looking at. Are you looking at it right now? Got it right here. What the hell is it? If you've got uh, it handy. The term is often used to describe a situation in which a government or military allows a terrorist action to happen either intentionally or due to negligence. Ta-da-da! We have definitions for this stuff. That's how much this stuff happens. There's definitions for it. Yeah. Was yep. there anything else there that was uh, of, of import? I mean, this refers to situations where a government or its, or its agencies may support, fund, or turn a blind eye to terrorist activities for various reasons, including political, strategic, or ideological motives. I think all of those fit with... I believe so. <laughs> the Middle East... Spot on. Religious, uh, all of their doctrines, all of their um, ideas... And their motivations for doing things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I just, you know, when I make these notes and you start reading up on this stuff and there's just like numerous definitions for phrases and yeah. terms and stuff, it's just... A lot. I'm Okay, so we use this episode to provide this information, you know. We open the door. You all have to walk through it if you want to. Come to your own conclusions 
dig around, read up on this stuff yourself if you haven't heard of any of these things. Some uh, Unit 8200 uh, agent or officer talking about, you know, pre-knowledge and then them just dismissing it or ignoring it. Uh, Stand-down orders. That's another thing, too. There's a phrase for these things. Stand-down orders. You ever heard that one before? No. It's basically they just... Kind of self-explanatory, though. Right, right. I don't need to give you a definition. Stand down! They say it like that. Well, if there's something going on, (laughs) I'm I'm sure they say it forcefully like that, too. Furrowed brows. Yeah, very angry. Um, Well, they'll give a stand-down order. So you you think maybe some officer, some military, some agent in the field, somebody doesn't know what's going on, and they take it because you've got the hierarchy of... The military and the orders uh, from a superior officer. You don't know why you're being told to stand down, but you are being told to stand down. Maybe they were given a stand down order. I don't know if anything's come of that uh, as of late uh, or if anything like that had come out at all. But um, it's pretty wild to think that they would, um, that officers would just let these guys come across and watch them. Right. But that's apparently it, what it happened. It seems like that's exactly what happened. Based on what I have seen in the news and whatnot. That's it. That sums it right up. Finished. Stand down order. Enacted. Do you think they even know that they're standing down? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they just... Somewhere at the bottom. They just don't. If you're guarding a post somewhere. Yeah. You don't necessarily know who, what, where, when, or why. You're just doing what you're told. Yeah. Um... Watching Netflix on your phone? More than likely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, kind of interesting. We're talking about the intelligence agencies. And uh, I don't know. I spent probably like half an hour. Kind of had to dig around a little bit, look through various uh, news articles. I'm just going to share a few of those now. Because yeah. like I said, a lot of people know of Mossad. And we know that the CIA works with Mossad. So you have a large intelligence infrastructure right there, right? Yeah. Kick-ass name, too. Mossad. It's probably like the coolest sounding, scariest, to me anyways. The Mossad. It's like, Jesus, they're coming after me. The Mossad. <laughs> and they're going to use your taxpayer money to do it. Well, that's one way to look at it. That's, that's why it's so scary. <laughs> that's, one, that's how they get funded yeah. in large part. Anyway... <laughs> I'm just going to give a quick little rundown of, and again, this was just 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes looking up uh, some of the various intelligence agencies in case you might want to read up on these a little further yourself, listener. So you everybody's got the Mossad, you've got Shin Bet, and of course all these intelligence agencies, they do many different things. Most of them, uh, some of these are, are, are military in nature and some of them are intelligence no, is the, um, let me ask you again, just to be clear. They cross paths, obviously. They're this is this all from Isra- Israeli intelligence agencies. This is all Israel's intelligence agencies. These are not yeah. just across the world. It's only over there. No, yeah, these are just Israeli intelligence okay. Okay. agencies that we know of, uh, but also ones that would have certainly known about something like this happening on right. October seventh for yep. sure. Um, the idea that all, that's what's it's one even, of them would have known one of them. It's even crazier to think that I'm going to give you this list here and yeah. that none of these people knew anything. And it was just a, 
as they're quickly, you know, coming out with these articles saying that it was an intelligence failure. So you got Mossad, Shinbet, Amman, uh, Unit 8200, Unit 88, Unit 504. I'll butcher some of these names. Lahav 433, uh, Nativ, uh, Israeli Security Council, Duvid Davin. <laughs> sure, that's not how that's pronounced. I like their ice cream. The <laughs> Combat Intelligence Collection Corps. Uh, I got a few more here. Sayret uh, Matkal. Matkal. Gazuntide. That's a good for, like furrowed brow. Shabak, Lachim, and the Signet Service. Wow. Oh, Jesus. So I want to spit that out. It was like 14, 13 or 14 that I found just through like half an hour's worth of uh, yeah. reading up. So on God knows how many else. Because like right after it happened, I was like, there's no way Mossad. And then I was thinking like, well, there are other, I knew of uh, Unit 8200 and 88. I knew of those other, those other ones also. I think they're just more refined intelligence agencies, uh, more specialized in what they're yeah. doing. So, you know, apparently some assholes and some paragliders can just completely defeat the entire intelligence infrastructure there's like 9-11 you know there was a hundred billion dollar intelligence infrastructure worldwide cia working together with Mossad. you yeah. know about these guys getting some planes yeah they're talking they're coming up with a plan how are we gonna get in there what about security security you're looking at it. <laughs> it's one guy it's absurd it's absurd to think yeah uh that they they wouldn't know anything about that yeah um so and that that kind of I'm not going to go into this a lot today, but it's it was it's worth bringing up, just because we're 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 doing this whole thing, talking about you know 9/11 a little bit, uh, false flags, knowing that things are going to happen, allowing them to happen, and it brings me to the dancing Israelis. Now this is something I've heard of. You don't know anything about this either. I know of it. One of the things I know of, but not about. Okay. Well, I'm not going to go deep into no, the dancing no, no, no. Israelis today. Please don't. <laughs> it's it's been written off now at this point as just a conspiracy, another conspiracy theory. Yeah. That these uh, four or five guys in this van that were seen in New Jersey by this lady, she called the cops basically because she saw a bunch of dudes. Uh, taking pictures and stuff. I guess they were like in a parking garage or something in New Jersey, right? As the uh, attacks were happening or just prior to the attacks happening, she, she happened to see them and they appeared to be dancing and having a good time. They were sort of joyous. Okay. And they were taking pictures. Uh, she says they were there before the attacks happened. Like after they happened, and they seem to be sort of like, you know, having a good time, celebrating. I think there's some conjectures to whether or not they were there before. Yeah. Which would have indicated that they knew something was about to happen. The planes were about to hit. Right? Anyway. Hmm. And this was in Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah, they were across the river. Right? Yeah. And then across the river, you could see the buildings. And uh, she was like in an apartment building just above them looking down, watching... Obviously, the first plane had hit. Yeah. She sees this white van. White van's got urban moving systems on it, uh, which ultimately end up being a fraudulent company. Okay? This is why Confirmed. it's... Confirmed. 
Yeah. I mean, the, the offices after these guys were arrested, because they were arrested, and then they were handed over to the FBI, which you can read up all these documents on their arrest and everything, the contents of the van, things like that. Nothing about it is legit as far as like saying, you know, ah, oh, this was just some guys that were, you know, mistaken. They were, of course, people were taking pictures of the buildings. This is never, you know, this was a... Yeah. I mean, this event happening was just out of, out of the ordinary. So lots of people were taking pictures, you know. And it was, they were mistaken what they were seeing. They weren't actually celebrating. Yeah. You know. But... Uh, in so they didn't actually get these guys, right? They, they just... Well, they arrested them. Yeah. I mean, as far as they didn't get them, like, you know, doing anything that contributed to the attacks. They were just... No. Okay. No, they were seen there, and then the the van was picked up, they were pulled over, and they were arrested. They were passed over to the FBI. But inside the van, there were five of these guys. Uh, It was later confirmed that one, if not all, because if you've got one, more than likely all of them, uh, had connections to Mossad. They were all intelligence assets to some degree. All five of the guys um, had passports to various countries on them. They had like three, four thousand dollars in cash, cash, no cards. Hmm. Uh, I think it was also noted in some of the FBI documents that they had no real equipment in the moving van that would be used at a moving company, <laughs> which is kind of uh, stands out to me. Yeah. So Ur- urban moving systems supposed to be a moving company. Yeah. There's no actual moving equipment. Things like, I don't know, straps, dollies, mm-hmm. gloves, work gloves. That kind urban of thing. moving or urban moving, urban moving systems. Yeah. That was the name on the side of the van. So they were arrested. So and then good. They were arrested, and then they were um, interviewed a couple of times on a couple of things. And actually, ABC, uh, Fox News back in the day, they did a couple of reports on these things. This is where the name, you know, I guess would have, would have come from. So you can watch these re- uh, reports that they did. They're pretty short. Uh, actually, I posted one on our Instagram page, the ABC one. I posted that one on there. Okay. So back at the time, they did this, and this was within a, within a few months, I think, of all that going on. So I think that one's from like December or something like that. So whatever happened to these guys? Well, they were detained for a little while and then they went back to Israel. Oh. And that's it. They went home. Went home. Okay. But at the same time, those guys were seen doing that, possibly having some foreknowledge of the attack, 9-11, which everybody's pretty much sure they were. That company, after they were arrested... Offices were abandoned. They got some footage walking through the offices of Urban Moving Systems, which I guess was in New Jersey. Everything had just been left. It's almost like, eh, it wasn't really a business. <laughs> yeah, it seems fishy, <laughs> to say little, the least. Yeah, kind of a front, maybe. Sort of a false front for an intelligence uh, for intelligence agents to work at. Yeah. But at the same time, that was happening. Ur- wait, Urban Moving Systems. They moved some urban buildings. There's a joke there somewhere. I'll find it. Think about that. (laughs) You work on that this week. Yeah, that'll go in the next episode along with the connection of alien, whatever it was. 
and at the same time, these guys were being arrested and eventually, I guess, deported or whatever, or just let free. Uh, there was the whole Israeli art student kind of uh, thing that was going on. You remember anything about that? Do you hear anything about that? No. Okay. I feel like I'm letting you down here. No, I don't know it's anything okay. about that. You're not supposed to know it. You shouldn't. Okay. You're not supposed to. That's, okay. We've talked about this before this episode. Just like all this stuff I'm talking about. You don't need to know anything about the Israeli conflict with the whatever and the guys and the Palestinians. You shouldn't have to because it really doesn't affect us. Anyway, a bunch of art <laughs> students were yeah. arrested also. Because they end up being what they think were more intelligence assets. These were spies gathering information. I guess they, uh, you know, in some capacity were doing something over here. But there was a lot of them that were arrested. I don't know if they were deported or if they just let them go free too, but they did. So what were all these people doing? What were they doing though? I know, I know gathering information, but they don't know what it, what it was. Like what what made them suspicious? I guess. Well, I think those guys. Using the dancing Israeli guys, those five in the urban moving systems van that were uh, arrested, I think they were, I think they basically confessed to uh, sort of observing Muslim activity in the U.S., essentially. If there were guys over here, they said, oh, we were just watching these guys. We had nothing to do with it. It could just been that they were fucking idiots when they knew that the 9-11 thing was going to happen and went up there and celebrated. They have pictures, too. You can look at the pictures online. They're bad photocopies of photocopies of photocopies. I think I've posted some as well. They were holding up lighters to the buildings. Yeah. So they kind of know that these guys were celebrating or doing something. And it was also, they had a weird quote, too. Like one of the cops was interviewed in the ABC uh, piece, the segment. And he said that they said something to the effect of, quote, we are Israeli. We are not your problem. Your problems are our problems. The Palestinians are the problem. No, now, why the hell would this guy just say that? <laughs> it just starts. Immediately right yeah. after being arrested, which is why I kind of think they're kind of fucking stupid, I guess. Yeah. He panicked. Yeah. And this is the cop saying this. This was the cop that arrested them. They, you know, they said a couple of funny, funky things. Yeah. You know, uh, kind of giving themselves up away, you know, like if you're just moving guys, why are you saying this stuff? Yeah, this is kind of fishy that you're just spouting this stuff off right out of the gate. Yeah. Right <laughs> off the gate. Immediately right off the gate. Thank you. I didn't understand gate? what you said. Uh, you okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Until you said it properly. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that's, uh, I didn't want to get, you know, I'm sure most people that listen to our podcast, which is a conspiracy theory related podcast know about the dancing Israelis to some extent. Uh, You can get most of this information. Like I said, a lot of those FBI documents are available. You can read the contents. There was other nefarious items in their possession. The the, the passports and the visas or whatever, those were very strange. I think they had one to go into Germany. And uh, just the fact that they had so much cash on them and weren't really doing moving things yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were clearly uh it was some sort of a front for for an intelligence gathering uh group so anyway yeah i've never uh never heard about that. that i heard about it the dancing israeli but i've never uh th- what you just told me was very interesting 
all plays into it. Made into me kind of want to get into this a little more, to be honest with you. Just now, just now, that it did that L- one little a piece little of the bit. Pie? Some lady sees these guys holding lighters up to the thing, taking pictures together. The pictures—they're pictures. all like arm in arm, you know, kind of yep. standing there. And like I said, the the photocopies are so bad you can't even really tell. There's no, yeah. there's, there's nothing in the background you can see because it's black and white photocopies. So, and the, I think there was a bunch more pictures too. Cop said that something like 70-something pictures had been taken. But the only pictures we've ever seen are like 5, 10, yeah. 12. So and I, would, I would have loved to hear them panic and just start giving up stuff like that. We are your friends. Yeah. <laughs> are you? Yeah. I don't know if you are. Just just bringing up stuff that the cop didn't even ask about. Yeah, and you can you can watch that clip where he's saying that. They said some other weird shit, too. They said a bunch of weird shit. Yeah, go check the van to that totally real company. <laughs> yeah just stuff like that no calluses on their hands yeah yeah not a back brace in sight no furniture in there <laughs> from somebody's apartment being you think for being in an intelligence field they'd be a little bit smarter <laughs> well there's dumbasses in every that is true every career every job yeah, you know i guess so they're just out there reporting you uh it, it all comes down to idiocy you know just criminal idiocy. Absolute criminal idiocy. <laughs> so, do I, uh, looking at that, do I think that there was foreknowledge? Absolutely. I mean, that's a, that's a great, uh, makes a great case for foreknowledge. The dancing Israelis case 100%. certainly does. Um, I've mentioned Pearl Harbor before, and there were reports about activities, the Japanese and stuff, but at the time, Americans didn't want to get into the war. Yeah. Didn't, uh, Churchill wanted us to help out, didn't it? Wasn't that the whole part of that? If I recall correctly, there was some little conspiracy theory that we teamed up, so to get our, ourselves involved... We kind of let that happen. Is that true? Is that what you're about to say? Or have you used it the first time you're ever hearing that? And that explains why you're looking at me. Well, like, perhaps the way you're describing it. I don't quite understand what the hell you're saying. Speaking but- of idiocy is what you're saying. <laughs> uh, uh, well. You, you, I'll tell you what. You explain it your way. And we'll let the listeners decide. <laughs> uh, that'll be the next poll. Who described it better? Okay. <laughs> Who described Pearl Harbor better? Justin well, or Josh? There, there was just a couple of things uh, as far as uh, you know Pearl Harbor goes. One of them was the uh, the McCollum Memo. You ever heard of that one before? Nope. Uh, also known as the uh, McCallum Memorandum. I've heard of that one. Or, <laughs> or the Eight Action Memo is a document written by Lieutenant Commander Arthur H. McCollum of the United States Navy, October 1940. So Pearl Harbor happens 1941. Uh, this memo outlined a series of recommendations for U.S. policy in the context of growing global conflict that would, uh, you know, eventually become World War II. The key points in the McCollum memo were as follows. I'm not going to go through all of them, but you've got this one's kind of interesting. Blockades and forcing Japan into war. The memo indicated that it might be necessary to provoke Japan into taking military actions that would justify U.S. entry into the war. Okay. And isn't wasn't that because Boom. 
Churchill wanted that, wanted our help, or something like that? I mean, I'm sure they did, but you didn't have uh, the backing of the people at that time. Okay. We didn't want to get into it. Americans didn't want to get into a war that was happening in Europe. Yeah, right, right. But they used the Pearl Harbor, they let it happen so we could get involved. That's exactly what I said earlier. Right. That's exactly what you said. All right. I mean, that's the point of the whole thing is, again, you you know it's happening. There were other reports coming from the South Pacific. Uh, they had people stationed over there. They knew there was activity going on. So you basically just let these things happen. Right. Uh, Gulf, Gulf of Tonkin is another. It was a completely fabricated. They know that now. That's what got us into Vietnam. It just goes on and on with this shit. Yeah. So. Well, then, then that sort of nine eleven too. I mean, wasn't wasn't that like a a reason to go over there look for uh, weapons and whatnot? They never found any, but that was our reasoning behind it. We're talking about the weapons of mass destruction. WMDs. There weren't any. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, it's just it does it just keeps. History repeats itself. I've always said that. Oh, you were talking. Were you talking about something from my notes that I gave you? The Ro- the Roosevelt thing, FDR thing. Uh, Another eyewitness viewpoint akin to uh, Beatty's, provided by Roosevelt's administrative assistant at the time of Pearl Harbor. Jonathan Daniels it is a telling comment about FDR's reaction to the attack. The blow was heavier than he had hoped it would be necessarily be, but the risks paid off. Even the loss was worth the price. Even the loss was worth the price. All yep. those guys that died in Pearl Harbor. Yep. Got a hell of a movie out of it. <laughs> right? Uh, it's a good one. <laughs> it's a great one. Ben Affleck. Oh, yeah. Uh, quote, 10 days before the attack of Pearl Harbor, Henry L. Stemson, United States Secretary of War at the time, entered in his diary the famous and much argued statement that he had met with President Roosevelt to discuss the evidence of impending hostilities with the Japan with Japan. And the question was, quote, how we should maneuver them, the Japanese, into a position of firing the first shot without allowing too much danger to ourselves, end quote. Yep. They knew this shit was going to happen, man. It's just absurd to think otherwise. So, you know, and they create these groups to, like, you know, I posted that clip on our Instagram of... uh, Ron Paul talking about the creation of Hamas. Yeah. It was an Israeli creation. We have all of our sort of little nefarious connections to dictators, coup d'etats all over the world. Oh, yeah. I mean, that we did a whole episode on uh, Operation Condor, right? Yeah, in South America, which That's was... all that. Same Kissinger. kind of deal. Kissinger oh, was part of that. Yeah. 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 Kissinger was a big, big player in that thing. Yeah. Uh, the bombing of, I guess it was like, was it Hanoi or Cambodia? You know, this this guy was a piece of shit. Responsible <laughs> for a lot of deaths, old Kissinger. Well, I mean, can we focus on the, the good things he did, though? But, like, these guys are supposed to be our enemies, right? Saddam right. Hussein was supposed to be our He wasn't our enemy. We were friends with this guy. We had yeah. connections with this guy. Uh, Osama bin Laden, also one of ours, right? These are all supposed to be the enemies that they will send you or I off to die in some bullshit war. And it seems to like work every time when they uh, fabricate some attack or, you know. 
It really gets our patriotic juices flowing. Manuel Noriega, you got the CIA, you got the Iran-Contra, drug running, drug trafficking. Um, Fidel Castro, obviously. There's lots of questions about his relationship. Yeah. Uh, They took out uh, Che Guevara. As long as you're working for him, you know, the moment old Che was like, hey, a little little clout here. I'm going to start doing my own shit. (laughs) Who do you think that that was that fed the uh, information to the Bolivians? Because I guess he was in Bolivia when he got killed. CIA. (laughs) So as long as you're working with him, right? Uh, The Shah of Iran is another good example, right? It's just, it's, it's amazing. I just, I just, I don't know. It's, it's fascinating to me to, to know all this shit. And what you just said also, it works every time. Yeah, it has been in the recent past. I mean, we're talking yeah. about the past. I don't know. Some shit was really popping off right after the Civil War. Things were really starting to get, you had sort of like the, um, the, the, the United States now, no secession could be, we're not going to go into the whole reasons for the Civil War gonna really piss people off yeah if we well hell this episode may do the same thing it might but it's been mentioned a few times already what i'm talking about yeah that they knew that this was going to happen netanyahu he's a dickhead everybody knows this (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) why are you scared I'm not. No, I'm just are laughing you, at the way you, just the way you said it. I liked it. It made me laugh. Oh, okay. And Netanyahu, he's a dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dickhead is a. You know, look, I don't. I don't have any. If I say this, people are going to assume that I have something, some sort of attachment to Palestinians, or right. I don't. Right. I know that. I right. I'm just <laughs> an American. Yeah. And none of us. Going back to what we were talking about several times as we tried to do this episode. You don't know anything about the Middle East because you don't want to because you don't give a shit. We're not talking about the humanitarian right. side of things, people dying, being bombed, just obliterated, whatever. We're not talking about that. We're talking about we're not supposed to have any alliances right. with any countries. That's uh, something that's very important. It was never supposed to happen, but it's, I, it's happening now, obviously. Yeah. We're getting pulled into a lot of things that we shouldn't be. Uh, it's not the way it's supposed to work, folks. Hundred percent. But is it is it possible to not get involved? Like, could we just mind our own business and only defend ourselves? Yes. With a massive fist, if need be. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what I feel like we should do. Just. I mean, just talking about like the creation of Israel. That wasn't like an organic kind of a thing. Once you look into the history of that. Not going to get into that today either. Obviously, that's not the point of this. Would take too long. Um, but just you know, trying to make the point that it's it was supposed to be some sort of a flagship country in the Middle East. Why do we care? Yeah. Why are we? Why do we need to have a a, a home base there that's representing right. what? I know. What is it supposed to represent? How is it really supposed to? help or better us in any way yeah there's going to be conflicts we're going to have problems with countries uh that that's inevitable that's the way things are humans don't like each other but uh this alliance is not good (laughs) 
like you said, it's not how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And uh, I guess I, I'm not going to do the founding fathers quotes. I know you hate those. <laughs> I know you find those terribly that's boring. Not, but not, you can go back into the original writings uh, back in the early days there. They talk about entangling alliances quite a bit. Their words. So it's very important. Yeah, that you, we're, you sent me a couple things on that. I did? Yes, you did. I don't remember. Or we maybe talked about it on this in an earlier episode. I remember discussing it in some way. Well, we brought it up in the last attempt. Oh, maybe that was it. They wrote about it extensively. Yeah. Um, And it makes sense if your whole thing was to... And prior to its creation, we had this, this did not exist. So it literally was just the U.S. doing U.S. shit. Yeah. We should go back to that. I don't know why that's such a crazy... This whole us entangled with the Middle East thing didn't exist prior to its creation. Right. So I don't know why that sounds so crazy to talk about. I don't either, but some people would say you're an idiot for even thinking that. Uh, They might imply that I'm anti-Semitic. 100%. (laughs) (laughs) It's really the way you're coming across right now. Right. But we shouldn't no. have any sort of entangling alliance with yeah. any country. No. Yeah, I agree with you. But I, I, I don't... Uh, go Would ahead. you like to expand on that? Yeah, I didn't mean... I, you know, I, I've don't already, talk, I don't want to talk the whole time here. I've already... Well, you're doing a great job. And it's probably for the best. I just don't understand why we got to get involved with every little thing. You just stick our noses in everybody's little business... No matter what, and it just bothers me. It does bother me. Big business too. Well, yeah, which I I get that, especially now. But I don't know. You watched that movie, Lord of War, uh, gun I runner movie. He at the end of it, he talks about how he the president lets him do it all because you know he can't be seen supporting these other countries like that, giving supplying them all the guns and whatever else. Just leave it up to the freelancers, right? Like him. That makes perfect sense. 100% leave it up to them. Don't don't get involved. We arm all of these people. I know. We arm Hamas. We arm and fund. I mean, if you send uh, some sort of aid, a financial aid over to a country, yeah. and they have what some consider to be a terrorist organization, that funding will no doubt find its way to them. It goes right to them. And if they're not funding them, somebody else is. Yeah. It's, uh, again, it's that strategy of tension. You're creating enemies. Like I said, we've had all these connections with all these people. It goes on and on. How we've had all these connections, uh, put in dictators, installed all of these people, and then turned on them. Right. There's too many coups to list. There's too many governments overthrown to list, Right. Is it all when when they the people we put in there the dictators that we put in there when they stop when they get a little too big for their britches is that when we take them out is that when we I think like, to some degree yeah they get maybe a little you know a little ahead of themselves right <laughs> but at the same yeah. time uh, you you have to wonder you know why would they bite the hand that feeds them yeah yeah um, maybe they just don't want to deal with them anymore maybe they know too much. They want that relationship gone. So risk. Get it out of there. Yeah, and it's easy to do. And they they kill them all the time. But those, uh, you know, 
just going back to those those claims you were talking about the weapons of mass destruction earlier yes uh there was another one that was pretty uh well known at the time i guess this had to do with um this was kuwait and this was the probably going to pronounce her name wrong naraya nayaira testimony do you remember that one? This was a girl that, because he had that 40 beheaded babies thing. Did you see that? Where that they said they beheaded Hamas, beheaded a bunch of babies. I saw it in your notes. I saw it, yeah. <laughs> well, That's <good>. it. <laughs> well, they were talking about that in the news. They were, you know, said, you know, they say, oh, they bombed a hospital. Oh, yeah. Hamas came in and beheaded a bunch of babies. They didn't provide any evidence for this. So that falls into the realm of, uh, atrocity propaganda, right. another term. Write, yep. this, write this down. It's very important. Many examples of that as well. But uh, that testimony, which you can watch on YouTube, uh, was false testimony given before the United States Congressional Human Rights Caucus on October 10th, 1990. It was a 15-year-old girl who publicly identified at the time by her first name, Niara. Niara. Testimony was widely publicized and was cited numerous times by U.S. Senators President George H.W. Bush in their rationale to support Kuwait and the Gulf War. Another example. Another example. As if I need to give any more at this point. 1992, it was revealed that um, Niara's last name was Al-Sabah and that she was the daughter of a Saudi... Uh, Saad Al-Sabah, the Kuwaiti ambassador to the United States. Furthermore, it was revealed that her testimony was organized as part of the Citizens for a Free Kuwait Public Relations Campaign. I know this is boring the shit out of you. Not at all. Um, which was run by the American public relations firm Hill and Knowlton for the Kuwaiti government. Following this, Al-Sabah's testimony has come to be regarded as a classic example of modern atrocity propaganda which was exactly what we saw with this recently, which is why I'm talking about it right now. Um, atrocity propaganda, just to give you the textbook definition of it, if you want it for your notes there. Uh, spreading of information about the crimes committed by an enemy, which can be factual, but often includes or features deliberate fabrications or exaggerations. This can involve photographs, videos, illustrations, interviews, and other forms of information, presentation, or reporting. And the specifics of what she uh, claimed in her testimony, uh, that after the Iraqi invasion of Kuwait, she had witnessed Iraqi soldiers taking babies out of incubators, is what this was, in a Kuwaiti hospital, remove the incubators, and leave the babies to die. Never happened. Never no. Her story was initially corroborated by Am Amnesty International. Ooh, they corroborated it for her. <laughs> they, did, they weren't there. They didn't see it. A British-based global NGO. What's an NGO? Non-governmental organization. I knew which that are one. always governmental organizations, uh, which will toe the party line, so to speak, for whatever the narrative is the government's trying to push which published a report about the supposed killings and testimony from evacuees following the liberation of Kuwait. Reporters were given access to the country. An ABC report found that patients, including premature babies, did die 
when many of Kuwait's nurses and doctors fled, but Iraqi troops almost certainly did not had not stolen hospital incubators and left hundreds of Kuwaiti babies to die. This is just, uh, I guess essentially you could write it off as collateral damage, another term. Shit happens in war. Who suffers? You, me, peasants. Right. The, the poor folks. We always suffer in these situations. Cannon fodder. They get used. There's, like I said, a political agenda is taking place here, so it doesn't matter. They'll kill 3,000 people. 9-11. They'll kill them. They don't give a shit. Because they're looking at the bigger picture, babe. The loss will be worth it. Yeah, just like they say. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking there a lot, and I'm going to stop now and let you talk. Oh, boy. <laughs> you didn't look at these notes at all. I 100% did. You didn't, bro. I'm just, I just don't retain well. I don't either. That's why I'm reading. <laughs> but I'm also not well-versed. You, can, you could read that, and you, you're spitting out facts that I've never even heard of before. I know. It's fun, isn't it? I'm going to make it fun. Dancing Israelis. Right. They weren't in the notes. Gulf of Tonkin. Oh, they weren't. That's true. You got me there. See? But you, you that was told my me phone about notes. it. <laughs> you told me about it. Uh, and I told you earlier I enjoyed it. Yeah. And just to give some other examples of this, uh, these types of operations, I, I did post a little video talking about the King David Hotel uh, bombing. 91 were killed uh, in that. That was a... Um, Operation that took place by Israel again. I guess it was on the British, right? There was a bunch of offices that were in this uh, King David Hotel. And they blew it up. What was the end game of that one? Lacroix, give me gas. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Lacroixy. Uh, that was bad. This wasn't a false flag operation per se, but it was just a terrorist. Just act. another. Okay. So yeah. just another one. No, there was no. Okay. But this was Israel doing this one as well. Yeah. A lot of people have never heard of that one either. So I guess this had to do with that whole mandatory Palestine thing and the British, you know, having the. Like I said, this was, I guess, essentially before Israel was uh, created. But anyway, those those were a lot of those examples. Gone through Northwoods. Oh man, we're gonna go. I'm not even gonna talk about USS Liberty. We won't even go there today. Too much. Too much. What's the, what's the story with that one? Just a little, just a little, like a like a tagline, if you will. Uh, USS Liberty was attacked 1967 by Israel. By Israel. Thirty-four uh, U.S. Navy. Um, I think it was 34 sailors were killed and uh, they tried to blame it on Egypt or that's one of the theories. The other theory was that they just didn't like the eavesdropping. It was an intelligence gathering ship. So they were looking to see what Israel was doing with Egypt during the six day war. So they were over there cruising around they just parked out there. They attacked the ship, right? So if they were uh, successful in sinking the ship, and killing all of the sailors, they tried to put some uh, life rafts over the side, and they strafed it. Strafed it. They strafed it. Yeah. But they didn't sink it. They didn't sink it. They, okay. they did sink the, uh, the life rafts. Guys were trying to get off the ship, abandoned ship. Yeah. And uh, that's a war crime, by the way. I'm go ahead and throw that in there. Go ahead and yeah. 
Yep. And they had waved at the guys, uh, the pilots, the Israeli pilots that flew overhead. So, and of course they had American flag flying from the mast, so they knew it was an American ship, but they did it anyway. I think this was an operation by James Jesus, or Jesus Angleton, who was a uh, CIA officer who was actually sort of in charge of the Middle East at that time. He was a real piece of shit. And he was uh, collaborating, no doubt, with some of their uh, Mossad intelligence guys or some of their Israeli uh, IDF military guys uh, to uh, get this little plan going. See, they would sacrifice a whole ship of guys to enact a plan. Now, what was the plan? Ultimately, the objective would have been to pull us into the Six-Day War. So we think it's Egypt that did this, and then we go bomb the shit out of them. We help them. You see? Right. Right. But it wasn't them. And they knew that. And is there that, was the Is that because everybody survived? They didn't succeed in their plan? Yeah, well, they got like an SOS out. The aircraft carrier group was probably three, four hundred miles away or something like that. The ingenuity of the sailors, they were able to rig some cable up to their communication mast, which Israel attacked. First, First thing, thing knocked it out. Yeah. And then um classic. They sent, they immediately scrambled some aircraft from the uh, aircraft carrier that was there. And I think they got a stand down order from LBJ and McNamara. So they phoned in a a stand down order for them to call the pilots back because they sent the pilots out, I'm pretty sure. And then they, they brought them back. So they scrambled some fighters to go kick the shit out of them. Yeah. Uh, because they didn't know who it was it was attacking initially right and then they brought him back now why would lbj and why would mcnamara do that why would they have a stand down order when uh, their intelligence ship is being attacked <laughs> if it was anybody else they would have just let him go but they called him back because safe to say they knew who it was right. doing it right and this little operation was supposed to go through right Maybe. So they did turn around, these planes. Yeah, our fighters came back to the aircraft right. carrier or whatever. Has anybody ever, uh, like, notably... They hit them with napalm, too, by the way. They hit that ship with Jesus. napalm. Yeah, they were really... They were going to come in with commandos, too. They came in with helicopters. Her, that, they were going to hang glide in. Yeah. Uh, has anybody notably disobeyed a stand-down order? That you know, of? like, is there is there a uh, like a like, you know an example of that, or did it possibly happen? But we just didn't know it was a stand down order. I don't know. Okay, I didn't know if there, was a, if there was a good, you know, uh, you know, a, a rebel and a, what do you call that? A rogue, a maverick. Yeah, a maverick. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. Okay, because that would be a cool thing to know. I think. What if they if they, it did happen? How quickly he'd be snuffed out, or would he? Would they spin the story to make him some kind of national hero, like he saved the day? Yeah, I mean that's that just falls into the realm of propaganda too. It's like Chris yeah. Kyle and all his bullshit lies. <laughs> that guy was a fucking nut. I've I've heard some stories about him. What's his name? Hated him. Uh, Who? Jesse Ventura couldn't stand him. Yeah, you know the specifics of that whole thing. No, no. I mean, I heard. Didn't he, no, I don't. Well, like, okay, so, you know, Opie and Anthony had their little thing with Jesse Ventura, yeah. right? Yeah. And he was like, I won the thing, you know? Because yeah. <laughs> he did win. He was at some sort of a Navy SEAL 
Um, I guess it was a graduation for some Navy SEALs or whatever. Yeah. And I guess it takes place, what, San Diego or something? But they had a bar they all go to. And Chris Kyle wove a tale of being at this graduation. And uh, Jesse Ventura was... I mean, I'm no Jesse Ventura, but the guy won a case against a dead guy that was, okay, who was supposedly a national hero. So the guy came up with a bullshit story, point being. Right. He was at this uh, graduation, and Jesse Ventura was like, they deserve to die, the Navy SEALs, America's blah, 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 the corruption. Said he was saying all this bad stuff, and Chris Kyle walks over and knocks his lights out. Hell yeah. Total bullshit. <laughs> Made it up. Yeah. He made up a lot of li- a lot of other lies, too. Like after Katrina, he said he went down and sniped people from like the uh, the dome down there, looters and shit. What? Yeah. Yeah. Chris Kyle said that? Yeah. He said all kinds of I've crazy n- shit. I never heard that. Yeah. That's he said crazy. he had some sort of a confrontation at a gas station or something was another one. I don't know the specifics of all these, but he had a bunch of crazy tales. Probably exaggerated his numbers of people that he actually yeah. sniped. Uh, he was a bullshit artist. So he dies. Jesse Ventura still continues on with the lawsuit because it's defamation to say that he said these things and said yeah. that he, you know, he devoted a chapter, I guess, in Chris Kyle in his book talking about it or not a chapter, but he he, he brings it up. And uh, of course, you know, anybody in that position would probably continue on with the lawsuit. It's not affecting his wife's uh financial whatever it's all being handled by lawyers and things like that the the estate essentially and he ends up winning because they can't find one person to corroborate what chris kyle said about him being knocked out and this attack and him saying this stuff so lead me to believe there was a bunch of bullshit yeah wow i knew i did hear that he, Jesse Ventura, he is a uh, sexual tyrannosaur. Did you know that? Yeah, I think I saw that. In a, he was talking about that in a documentary. <laughs> some documentary, yeah, some military, yeah, actual footage. They're like in a helicopter or something. Yeah, 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 they were yeah. in a helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> passing around tobacco. This is a Predator joke for yeah. those that don't yeah. know Predator. 1987 classic. Excellent movie. movie. Which you turn me on. I'm sorry, I don't want to get sidetracked by movies. We're getting way sidetracked yeah. into movie. Jesse Ventura will get you there. <laughs> but uh, anyway, did we did we mention problem reaction? I was solution? just looking at that. I wanted to go ahead and get that one out of the way. Okay. You can. Uh, let me read this here. Somebody threw these my way. Problem, reaction, solution. It ties into all this. Oh, yeah. The the bigger picture of what this I means. Like, I like this one a lot. Of of the definitions, this one this one's good. Terms like and it. definitions are very important. Yeah. Uh, problem, reaction, solution is a concept or strategy that is often associated with conspiracy theories or certain political theories. Ooh. It's, it suggests a manipulative process in which a government or other powerful entity creates or exploits a problem, real or perceived, waits for a reaction from the public, and then offers a predetermined solution to address the problem. We see it all the time. Yeah, it's great. And then, especially going in, like if you, the, again, the, the predetermined solution you got it all planned out you're ready to go and you look brilliant for doing it so everybody just goes along with it 
Well, you know, it's like Patriot Act came in to play after 9-11. Like, uh, we need more security. Help us, please. Yeah. Uh, s- state, government, yeah. please make us safe. And you see was, how quickly ready to go. everybody adopted it. It was yeah. already... It was already in in the in the playbook there. Eh, we've talked about it before. They got a good long game, huh? Yeah, the long game is incredible. Was there more to that? Uh, problem reaction solution scenarios are often used to describe situations where a perceived problem or crisis is exploited or manipulated to advance a specific agenda. Oh, there's that word again, agenda. Agenda. Yep. It's like that uh, PDF I sent you, what, last night or two nights ago? With the end of air travel? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see this sort of little game plan by 2030. I guess that's part of the 2030 agenda. The, uh, air, it, air travel will be done. <laughs> for the peasants, yeah. anyway. Yeah. But there was a whole list of things there. Uh, oh, yeah. And that was Cattle, no more beef. A study done a by Cambridge or some number of universities or Wasn't whatever. It, it was proposed by, uh, oh God, what's her name over there in England? And there will be more to it, I assure you. Yeah. I can't remember her name. Damn it. I will. It's some broad. Greta? No. Oh, don't bring her up. Come on. <laughs> Leave her out of this. Uh, well, you know, there's got to be some World Economic Forum stuff in there. More NGOs. These are unelected bodies, you know, trilateral commission Yeah, that are making these uh, policies and creating these little action plans. Ties into the whole 15-minute city thing. I guess you've seen that probably. Mm-hmm. Digital currency. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're just clo- – the walls are closing in slowly but surely. Yeah. I and mean, there's a whole – just – Yeah. No, it's just, it's just everything's just make, – they make it easy and convenient and it just keeps getting – you know, for more you and, and yeah, for me. right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't used cash. I don't remember the last time I paid cash. Just bringing up digital currency as an example. Yeah, I mean, it debit cards, Apple Pay, credit cards. Um, what's the other one? Money transfer thing that's popular now. Oh, like Venmo or Venmo. something like that. Yeah. So there, there is that, but the point is, and when people say this, like it's so convenient. What's what's the problem? Why not? It's because now you still have the option to use cash. Yeah. And you don't have to use these things. Yeah. And you can have currency in your hand that is unreported and undocumented Mm -hmm. because everything's so expensive. And it's nice to have that option. Whereas someday you will not. Someday in the very, very near future. I also heard, now I'm going to bring up this guy's name. A lot of people hate him, and I'm not a fan, but Andrew Tate. You familiar? Yeah. He's a he's a goober. Yeah, he's a right? goober, yeah. But uh, he was talking about how the banks especially are on board with all this shit. Digital. CBDCs. Because you just, they get a little. Central digital bank currency. There we go. Brilliant. but they get a little kickback for every little transaction that you do everybody takes a little piece of the pie they get a little piece for every little thing even if it's like 0.2 percent you get billions of those a day that's a lot of money with cash you know the 50 dollar thing will just keep going as 50 bucks it's it's obviously not a good idea yeah like 
the what we were talking about the subscription services. Yeah, it's not a good idea to just pass off. Like I don't put stuff on a cloud. I don't trust a cloud. You don't want to give away and put all of your stuff out there in somebody else's control. Why people are just like, it just blows my mind that people do that. Yeah, that that's a thing. You know. I use the. Do you use the cloud? No, I don't use any. You of don't that even shit. use it. No way, Jose. How do you back up your I'm phone? To say that now. Oh God. I think I out. back up the phone, but I don't put pictures and stuff like that on there. Yeah. I got everything going there. I know everybody does. It's just again, it's convenient, easy. I know. Helpful. You're the product now. I know. I know. And as far as digital movies, I told you, I don't have any DVDs anymore. Gone. Yeah, and books, see, Kindle boy. I'm a Kindle that, man. Seeing that push now to uh, own digital media or whatever, but it's coming back. Yeah, it should never left. People yeah. are stupid to like they're regretting their decisions to um, yeah hand it all over. People need to stop doing that. One shit. day it is going to be gone. The digital well, shit for your stupid asses, not for mine because <laughs> I got all my stuff. Predator, got it. Okay, <laughs> all right, you're good to go then. I don't know. It's just. I'm I'm bank I'm really banking on I'm not going to be around. For <laughs> I was going to say death. Yeah, <laughs> just death. Yeah, I don't need the DVDs that I don't have anymore. But you haven't had one craving to watch one of these movies that you previously owned, and no, no. I, I <laughs> honestly, I'm not just saying that. I was just I I haven't because I can just go on whatever Amazon and it's three dollars. Even when I had the DVD, there half the time well, I would right. just go to Amazon and pay three dollars anyways. Yeah, you can still go and buy it. Yeah, for now, for now, <laughs> for now. It's like that uh, stupid JFK uh, documentary that I've been looking for. Yeah. Which uh, you should you know what you should do? I'm bringing up now on the podcast for the first time. Doesn't matter. It's a stupid documentary. Came out in 1981, maybe. Yeah. Uh, this is this goes out to the world. Technically, this goes out there. Yeah. Download these episodes, say, people. Keep them. Keep them. I'm going to throw out five hundred dollar reward if anybody can get Josh a copy of that documentary, which is called uh, "The President Must Die." That's on me. 1981. Could be based off a book, which I actually found the book. I've been looking through it. Who knows if this guy's got some crazy theories. I just like to consume as much JFK assassination right. documentary uh, information as I possibly can. Yeah. I'll That's have, what I need to get into. I'll have I'll have times when, in fact, uh, I just mentioned this uh, before we start recording, too, that uh, Rob Reiner is doing a podcast on the JFK assassination. I don't know. That's odd. It's such an odd. It's called Who Killed JFK? Stuff they don't want you to know. I don't know if that's uh, just him talking about it. It's like an hour-long episode of that podcast, or if he's got his own podcast. I don't know how you can succinctly break down the entire JFK assassination in one yeah. hour well, block. You just got Rob Reiner's voice on there. That's why. You got Meathead. Old Meathead. Yeah. Stuff they don't want you to know. That That is a podcast. That's like its own... Never if listen to it. If it's the same thing. I don't know. I assume it is. Yeah. I don't know, but... Uh yeah you you can get into that one you should get into that one I I need to because it's deep yeah and it's uh very telling uh gives you lots of information that covers lots of bases you can yeah. kind of see how things really work that's why that one's so important I've seen other people talk about that one like you know 
that's the reason to get into it. This one tells you everything about the way the world works. This is it. Yeah. Uh, it's got it all. It's got it all. And it's... Um, now, there's a lot of loons. Sorry to interrupt. No, go ahead. A lot of loonies involved in the JFK conspiracy. And I just, I'm, I'm asking, because I don't know. Have you heard of any alien connection to the JFK assassination? I have not. Okay. <laughs> that was quick. You didn't have to think about it. No hesitation. Uh, I already knew where you were going with this anyway. Yeah, I figured you did, but I'll find it. I'll find something. Just to get back real quick Sorry. to the... I have one page left, and I, I meant to mention this earlier. Probably got sidetracked. It's good to throw it in there, though, uh, just because I have it. And again, this podcast is, to some degree anyway, about providing people with information. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from the Operation Northwoods documents, right? This was just some of the other crazy stuff. It kind of is weird that it, you wouldn't know that this stuff was available in the 19, early 1960s or whatever, but it was. This was another one of their little plans to create conflict, strategy of tension. Uh, we could blow up a drone slash, you know, unmanned vessel anywhere in Cuban waters. We could arrange to cause such as in the vicinity of Havana or Santiago as a spectacular result of a Cuban attack from the air or sea or both. The presence of Cuban planes or ships merely investigating the intent of the vessel could be fairly compelling evidence that the ship was taken under attack. They had drones in the 60s? That's my point. Son of a gun. Well, this is talking about a ship, but they also mention aircraft too, yeah. drone aircraft. You're wow. fucking A right they did. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah, and this was 1962. We could develop a communist Cuban terror campaign in the Miami or other Florida... In the Miami area, in other Florida cities, or even in Washington. So this is talking about doing terrorist-type activity in the United States. Done by our own military. The terror campaign can be pointed at refugees seeking haven in the United States. You see how they were going to point the blame? Right. We could uh, sink a boatload of Cubans. This is from the documents. We could sink a boatload of Cubans en route to Florida, real or simulated. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is mm-hmm. the, the, the wild and wacky world of the fun, real shit, okay? We could foster attempts on lives of Cuban refugees in the United States even to the extent of wounding in instances to be widely publicized, exploding a few plastic bombs in carefully chosen spots, the arrest of Cuban agents, and the release of prepared documents substantiating Cuban involvement also would be helpful in projecting the idea of an irresponsible government. All this to invade Cuba. So you got the Bay of Pigs thing that happened, blah, blah, blah. Uh, This was another one. A Cuban-based Castro-supported filibuster could be simulated against a neighboring Caribbean nation. I mean, it just goes on and on. Use of MiG-type aircraft by U.S. pilots could provide additional provocation. Oh, boy. Harassment of civil air, attacks on surface uh, surface shipping, and destruction of U.S. military drone aircraft by MiG-type planes would be useful as complementary actions. And F-86 properly painted would convince air passengers that they saw a Cuban MiG. Yeah. Yeah, using the MiGs, a little camo. Right. Especially if the pilot of the transport were to announce such fact. The primary drawback to this suggestion appears to be the security risk inherent 
in obtaining or modif modifying the aircraft. However, reasonable copies of the MiG could be produced from U.S. resources in about three months. <laughs> Just, that shit blows my mind. That's not very long. No, no, yep. it's not. Uh, hijacking attempts against civil, air, and surface craft should appear to continue as harassing measures <laughs> condoned by the government of, Cu of Cuba. Concurrently, uh, genuine defections of Cuban civil and military air and surface craft should be encouraged. Encouraged? <laughs> this was uh, uh, a general whose name was a, uh, mostly attached to this whole Northwoods thing. I think his name was Lemnitzer. Lyman Lemnitzer or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, I can't remember the, his name. But if you Wikipedia him, which, by the way, Wikipedia is a controlled uh, <laughs> platform. Did you donate your 250 Sure. Yep. Okay, good. Just making sure. Start there with your search, but uh, don't let it in there. Continue on. It's a good, it is a great place to start. That's where I always start. Yeah. And then, you know, but you're you not go gonna, from there. You're not going to get the entire story, that's for sure. And you get, you know... Whoever, any Joe Schmo can go on there and add whatever the hell they want. Yeah, I would say it's primarily run by the CIA. I think that's the uh, the idea that's been put forward about it for the most part. But I think that's a pretty good summation as to why I think this operation was uh, was known about and was just allowed to happen. But again, you can think whatever you want to think. You can think it was a total surprise to like 14 intelligence agencies in Israel. And you'll be an idiot. Right. Yep. That's the point you're trying to make. Yeah. Yep. I, I'm, I got it. I think I got it. I think you nailed it. <laughs> because I think if I was to go through and get my audio versus yours... You'd have a lot more than me. I talk quite a bit. And more informative. There's some information I'm in just there. over here going, yeah. Oh. Encouraged. Stuff like that. Ball bearings. Ball, oh. I don't want to bring that up again. That was not a good moment for this podcast. <laughs> it's okay. Shit happens. Forrest Gump. Let me ask you this. Forrest Gump came up with the phrase "shit happens." Yeah, he did. You remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I think at the end of this episode, after the music, maybe I might. I'm gonna throw on where you walked off the last one because this is humorous. Because I bring up ball bearings, and then should I do that? You can do whatever you want, man. I'm gonna make it so. Okay. And if it's not funny, I won't. <laughs> All right. Okay. Try it All out right. and see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, do you have Something anything that you to. want to add to this episode of the podcast where we're talking about the October 7th attack by Hamas? I mean, not nothing that I haven't said other than just why can't we all just f fucking cool it? Well, it's never going to happen. As a species. I know. And it just it pisses me off. That's what it does really with me. It just annoys me. That, we, that makes sense. That this shit just keeps happening. It's going to keep happening. I know. And I hate it. It bothers me. I mean, I sort of tuned out on the whole thing. I haven't really been keeping track of what's going on now. There was, I guess, a ceasefire. 
Yeah, but I think something happened where that did. I just heard about it last night. I think yeah, some somebody did something. Uh, they always do. Somebody mouthed off, started popping off shots again. <laughs> popping off, yeah. So I don't know. They got the hang gliders out. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but just I'm a I'm a big fan of the live and let live motto, right? But nobody nobody does it. No, no, no. It's not yeah, gonna work. It's annoying. Too many agendas. Too yeah. much money. Too much. Uh, yep. Who knows what taking place yeah, out I've, there? I've always said this. Also, this is something I came up with. Money is the root of all evil. I think. And you just this is what this is what all this is about in the end. I mean the, the yeah. <laughs> all right. I think there's gonna be some. Uh, Religious ideology taking place uh, over there with what's happening right now. Well, these people tend to hate each other's guts. That's the part that bothers me. Like, just let them, let them beat them, do their thing, let them do their thing. I'd prefer my money not go to either side. Yeah. Well, that is it. Just keeps happening too, right there. We don't really have any say in that, though. No, not at all. None. Hundreds and hundreds of dollars of our every paycheck gets pulled out. Goes who knows where. Yeah. It's bullshit. It's, uh, you know, taxation without representation, man. That's, that's <laughs> Isn't that what this was? This country was built against? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Among other things, yeah. Yeah. The entanglement. What was it? Foreign entanglements. Foreign entanglements, yeah. We're not supposed to be any of those. We're not supposed to have any sort of alliances with any other countries. Yeah. We're off the rails. <laughs> you know? She's gone to hell in a handbasket. Sure. Sure has. <laughs> I think what we're both trying to say is bring back Trump, right? Right. <laughs> That's a joke. I'm kidding. There there are no... Uh, nobody's going to save you, folks. Nobody's coming to help you. It's uh, You're on your own. You're on your own, babe. I am, you are, he is, this guy we hear. Yep. Yet people think they are hero worship, you know. Savior complex, draining the swamp. Remember that one? <laughs> oh yeah. I'm still hearing about the uh, the QAnon. I'm still, you know, that one's still. Oh, he's gonna get the the pedophiles. No, they're not. They're not gonna get the pedophiles. That's not still the, going. Not the big ones. Not the ones that are up, up at the top of the food chain. Yeah. You just wait and see. I've heard that. You seen that one? They're no, always. but just, just wait. Just wait. We'll let Earth decide. I'll keep waiting. For your uh, savior. That's yeah. the problem. Drain the swamp. There's no hope, folks. And on that note, let's call it a day. I love it. Until the next uh, until the next episode, huh? You want to do the whole little uh, close out there when you do your little special <laughs> little thing? Email yeah. us. Uh, blah, yeah, blah, blah. you can You know, always get in touch with us, terbyvexed.com. You can go there for everything. We, uh, Instagram, terbyvexedpodcast. Gmail, terbyvexedpodcast podcast at gmail.com. Any questions, concerns, you know, shoot them to us. Do it through the website. It's simple. The Instagram's right there. We get quite Episodes a... Episodes are right there. Yeah, Messages are right there. We get quite a few uh, responses there, yeah, so we I, always appreciate those. I had one that I was going to read, but I lost it. I don't know where the hell it went, and I can't find it in our past messages. So oh, you were going to read one but of But he these. was... Yeah, it was just a guy that messaged us. Talk about how awesome we were. Really appreciate that feedback, yeah. folks. Yeah, I'll find him again. I'll read it. Our okay. praise. Episode but again, 30. if you send 
not praise, if it's a scathing review, we'll read it. Let us know how much you hate us. <laughs> okay. All right. See you next time then, huh? See you, bye.